I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us. All right, Eric, so why don't you let everyone know who is our, our special guest this week? Okay, John Flynn, our special <laughs> guest this week is a Broadway journalist extraordinaire and one of my closest friends in the world, Paul Wontorek. Yay! Welcome, Welcome Yay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled. It's Honestly, thrilled. <laughs> really? We have, impor- we have important work to do today, we so do. I'm, gl- I'm glad you have me here to help launch this. Thank you. There's going to be a whole reevaluation of the girly show in culture. Okay, oh, so I, I, ju- I just want to. Okay. Int- I'm glad okay. to kick it off. I love it. So, John, what you need to know okay. is that Paul and I were roommates. Were we okay. friends at this point? I definitely so- feel like. It sounds right. I definitely feel like I remember going to get the Bedtime Stories album with you at Rebel Rebel. We were definitely roommates then. I'm not sure. Maybe I may. I don't. You know what? I I bet we weren't roommates when the Girly Show aired on HBO on that very important night in my life. But we definitely were roommates during the period of time where I watched it eight times a week. Yeah, <laughs> we watched it a lot. You had yeah. matinees on Wednesdays and Saturdays. <laughs> it was big. Yeah, it was a full. It was a full Broadway schedule. <laughs> As it deserves, because I really believe it is a Broadway show. And I have to be totally honest. And I think the Please. girly show in a in an iffy Broadway season, like, say, the one we're currently in, <laughs> if it opened, I feel like it could sweep the Tonys. I think that... Interesting. I think it would definitely get a Best Musical nomination. I think Christopher Ciccone would be a front runner for director of a musical. I think there's a lot, there's a lot okay, to say here. Okay, a lot of Tony. Would it be considered a revival, though? Is it not a classic part of the canon at this point? Well, I'm saying let's just pretend like it was. Let's pretend <laughs> gotcha, like gotcha, gotcha. the girly show universe. as we now, as we can watch it as it yeah, aired yeah. in 1993. Gotcha, gotcha. Let's pretend like that just landed on a Broadway stage. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The original tour was like the out of town tryouts for the Broadway. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it <laughs> just took thirty decades took 30 of retooling. Years. Yeah. It, yeah, it was exactly. <laughs> Lost it's probably not Boston. the most amount of time that a show has sort of like like Grand Hotel. That was more than that, right? Don't start up with me on Grand Hotel. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast series on Grand okay, Hotel. Okay, I will do a spin-off podcast with you on Grand Hotel. You okay. just hit a yeah, you hit a you hit a nerve. <laughs> yeah, like did you tell him to hit that nerve? Because that's no, kind of nerve. It was very organic. But yeah. all right, so before we check into the Grand Hotel, let's just get so like Paul, like what is your like what's your relationship history story with Madonna? Like what is it about her you love? Like do you remember when you first fell well, in love with first her? First of all, I'm wearing a Madonna t-shirt. I forgot to point nice. that out from the Madonna, uh, and so are you out. from the Madame X tour. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that I was a Madonna super fan from day one because it was more like day two. It was more Fair. like when Like a Virgin came out. Okay. Um, my best friend Billy Mott's sister Liz was like madonna are you into madonna and it was sort of like our secret my secret little gay thing that like i could talk to liz about madonna she gets and 
she got it and then you know and it was right you know right around the time Desperately Seeking Susan came out and you know when it all happened when all when all right, the right. suburban kids fell in love with Madonna <laughs> exactly. what I specifically love about girly show era Madonna is that this is the exact point when she became an underdog she was it's so a, on yeah. the rise and suddenly she had a year of being shit on yeah <laughs> by everybody she could do anything right yeah for being a sexual outlaw for being mm-hmm. all these things that we love about her and and lift up about her for for you know doing these outrageous sex positive projects and so i i love an underdog so it was the beautiful point where somebody i already loved madonna and something I love, underdogs came together. And Madonna was an underdog when the girly show came out. So how many times have you seen her live? Not that many. I think the first tour, what was the tour? What would have been the like 2000? Confessions or Sticky and Sweet? Mm, no, it was before that. No, like the, I guess it, it was right before 9-11. So yeah, it was like 2000 or. Mm. I think that was Drowned World then. Drowned World. It was Drowned World. Yes. It, whatever that, yes. It was Drowned World at Madison Square Garden. That was the first time I think I actually saw her live. And I... It was the next tour. Yeah. Now I'm very lucky that I have a boyfriend who just automatically <laughs> buys tickets when she decides to go it's on nice tour to again. So, nice. so I had an amazing experience seeing her at BAM. Okay. Um, Madam X. Nice. Where we were like in the second row on the aisle and wow. she, and she came to, and I was wearing this shirt and she came down and like, I had like a foot and a half away from her moment when she came okay. down the aisle at the end and like had an eye contact moment with her that blew my mind. Sure. So now that she's gone tour again, this is just like gravy. Now it's just like, just go have fun, whatever. Like I had such a, a crazy experience. I adore so her. You're going to so you are you do you have tickets for a celebration tour? Apparently we have tickets for two nights back to back in Boston. Okay. okay. I Thanks. think I think he just tried to get as many tickets as he could. Because he sure. just went to panic mode, as you do. Right, right. No, it was a, it was just a very panic hectic mode. Morning. Just bot, yeah. just like I want them. I want just them. get them. I just need to have them, and then we can think about it. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll figure out who's <laughs> going. I don't know. <laughs> Before we get started, Eric, do you have some trivia questions for us? I do. Okay, so Paul, I've been doing trivia questions on these episodes, okay. on these podcasts. And now, they're hard to find ones because I know you, I feel like I know your particular... You're trying to stump like, me? <laughs> well, there's blood on the line right now for all of this. I feel okay. like, like you and I, we are shared Madonna knowledge. So I'm like, yeah, that's too easy. He's going to know that. So, I'm, And then there's also ones that you can find that you'd be like, Nobody would know that. <laughs> right. So I'm trying to find I'm not great with trivia, so you might stump me anyway. <laughs> well, let's start let's start with an easy one. Let's start with a um what is it? Like what's a sports reference when I like uh lob something? An uh, easy uh le- an e- <laughs> a softball? <laughs> a let's lob. Start with a softball, a lob. <laughs> okay. In the song Thief of Hearts on the Erotica album, uh-huh. there are two potential real life people that it was that the song was rumored to be about okay. addressed to. Do you have any idea who those two people are? No clue at all. Are you serious? 
Thief of Hearts? Thief of Hearts. It's a song like addressed to like a, a woman who stole her man. What will happen to the thief of hearts? No one ever. Are you gonna perform the whole thing? <laughs> thief um, of hearts. No, I know it. I know it. <laughs> uh, now you, um, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. You do it. There's okay. Here's a key line that like will give you a clue. Okay. Am I supposed to want to get this right? Is there like some <laughs> point to me getting this right? Or is it, it just doesn't conversation? change anything. It's just conversation. Okay. <laughs> well, you Eric bought a book a... and we have to write it off. So. <laughs> Got it. Okay. She thinks she can have his child. Well, anybody can do it. That's a lyric in the song. I know one of the people. There's more than one. Madonna had so many issues that she <laughs> she was so angry publicly at a woman that she wrote a song. Apparently, yeah. I mean, it could have been uh, about nobody, but the people think that like, oh, it's know. probably about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Okay, okay, John. Who do you think it is? Uh, I've heard Annette Benning. Yeah, because she because had just had she had just broken Beatty. up with Warren Beatty. I, I, I'm not buying it. I refuse to believe this it. narrative. This is this wow. is bullshit. You I'm, this I'm is like... not. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> believing that Madonna has jealousy about Annette Bening. The Do you think it's just the media pitting women against women? Strong mm -hmm. women. I am not <laughs> endorsing this narrative. It is okay. not 1993 anymore. That is one of the correct answers, John Flynn. <laughs> the other correct answer. If you want to buy into this bullshit, <laughs> this conspiracy theory is that it's aimed at Robin Wright Penn, who had just given birth to Sean Penn's baby. Okay. Do you now? Do you have these emotions about people you've been in relationships with, like where you would be so like? I just feel like we all buy into this like media version of, and I've, I've done a lot of entertainment journalism in my life, so I think I'm just uh -huh. like so numb to it now. Right, right, right. Like it just feels so obvious. That, like, no... we're, we're supposed to think that Madonna's like in a recording. She's like, I want to write a song to piss off Sean or Warren's <laughs> woman. Like that that's her like I won't even that's say her names. MO, Madonna. But okay, I'll go. There's with that. nobody that I've ever been with that I'm and now turn like, around and had so someone's baby furious. Yeah, that I'm not like that I'm so like, ooh, let me get them. I just I watched the Love is Blind reunion and they couldn't even remember why they were angry at each other. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like, it's just Madonna. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I don't I mean, know. I could see it as a jumping off point, but do I think she's really like setting up at night being like, this is really going to fucking burn them when they hear this? No, I don't think that. <laughs> Thief of hearts. Yeah. You the stole other, the heart. that, Annette. This another thing that this book, my book, tells me is that <laughs> you could go. So now you can go on like YouTube deep dives of like demo versions of songs. Of right. course, yeah. There's like an earlier demo of Thief of Hearts that doesn't really sound like the song that's on the album, and then there's a second demo version that sounds pretty much like it, except it has this extra piece at the end where she sings to the tune of. <laughs> You know, like that folk song, if I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the evening, I'd hammer uh -huh. in the... Yeah. yeah. She sings the lyrics. It says it in the... the my book tells me, and then YouTube <laughs> confirms it, because you can go okay. hear it. Okay. Towards the end of Thief of Hearts, she says... I, I hope I can say this with a straight face. If I had a hammer, I'd bash your fucking head. 
Oh my I'd, god! I'd claw your fucking eyes out all over the land. Wow. wow. People thought MDNA was a dark album. So now, now <laughs> do you want to re- now do you want to rethink that your opinion that is not aimed at Annette Benny? <laughs> wow. Wow. The notorious hammer welder Annette Benny. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. Well, next time Annette Benning decides to do a play at roundabout for a couple months, I'll uh, ask her. Yeah. Ask her if she if she beefed up her personal security when defaults <laughs> came out. Or you could like suggest you should use some tracks from Erotica as sort of like opening the opening show. God, you know what? By the way, Erotica is the best album. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I have a lot of best albums with Madonna. I think, uh-huh. but that one's still. But it's also the underdog thing, and that's also why I love the Girly Show because it was like a year after, right? So it was like, yeah, pretty much. So it was kind of like it was a failure, right? So everybody mm-hmm. said it was bad, and I was like confused because I loved it. And then it was like she made an amazing concert. Anyway, I'm sorry, I just no, no. <laughs> I got excited. Okay, I, I just have, I, I have one more go one ahead more trivia question. Go I, ahead. I actually have three more, but two of them are so dumb that I'm not going to do them. <laughs> I'm not good at trivia. You can't tease us and then not do it. Okay, I'll. <laughs> No, it's too dumb. Okay, this one's good, though. <laughs> okay. This one is good. Who, okay, Gina Davis played the lead role in A League of Their Own, but right. another actress was cast before that and was in training for the film, and then when Madonna got cast in it... Oh, my God, I know. ...pulled out. She said, I'm not doing it if Madonna's doing it. Wait, this one I just read recently. Oh, my God. Yes, it was. Eric, I feel like this is a fact I knew like two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) I just read this fact, but I'm intensely now. I forget things. (laughs) When I heard this, I was like, oh, yeah, I did know that. And in a way that I thought, like, I bet Paul knows this. Yeah, you're trying to like, you're like, I'm going to give Paul a a lob. I'm going to give. I'm going to give Paul a lob. Did you guess Catherine Hepburn? I did guess Catherine Hepburn. Was it is wow. not Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> it's not Catherine Hepburn. It is... Is it Kate Blanchett as Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> as Gina Davis? Oh, man. I, I don't feel... know, but I have a guess. Okay. Go, just go ahead with your guess. Is it Susan Sarandon? No. No. Hmm. All right. No, it's it's someone who was having a moment around that time eric i hate trivia <laughs> do you want me to give you hints yes give me a hint <laughs> oh god her first name is the name of the same name of the person who took the picture of betty buckley for upstage the photographer for Martha her first name. now you're literally just handing me <laughs> uh, <laughs> so her first name is deborah okay Winger. It's Deborah Winger. Yes, it's Deborah Winger. Deborah yeah, Winger. I, yeah, it's Deborah oh, Winger. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you for handing wow. me Deborah Winger. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was going to say Winger. Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong, but I couldn't remember if that was the song that's, from an that, That's correct. That, that would have been correct. Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong Where the Eagles Cry 
Also, the, when I heard that they were like Deborah Winger, best known for Officer and a Gentleman, and I was like, but I think she was better known for uh, that Shirley MacLaine uh, Terms of Endearment. She's best no, she's yeah. she's she's best known for both, but for straight people, it's the other one. Yeah, oh. it's it's know your crowd. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love an Officer and a Gentleman. You should. It's a beautiful movie. You know, they made a musical out of it. And by the way, back to Patti LuPone, did you know that Deborah Winger did a play with Patti LuPone? So No, how did that go? It it ran for like three days. I mean (laughs) Oh, is that that David Mamet play? Yeah. Wow. I remember. Isn't that Deborah Winger? That was Deborah Winger. That was like, yeah, that was a That's crazy that that's the that's the that's the marquee, and it's like three performances. Goodbye. Yeah, I know. But that's showbiz. Oh, baby. How long did uh, uh, did Speed the Plow run? Speed the Plow was a hit. It ran a few months. It was a limited run. Limited run. But it was, was it a huge like hit. Lincoln Center, um, right? I think it so. was a Lincoln Center production, but it was on Broadway at the oh. Royale Theater. <laughs> yeah, it was a big hit. And then, you know, she did the thing. She did. A, she showed up. She, she did her I thought she week. was fine in the show. I remember seeing it. I was mad that she didn't sign autographs at the stage door. She ran really fast. But, you know, she has a lot, again, really shows a very Broadway show to me for a Madonna concert or for any concert. It's very theatrical. And she definitely, definitely started very close to the theater district. She auditioned for Broadway shows as right. when she was a young dancer. So she has a connection to all of this. So yeah. I find all that interesting, obviously. And even when I saw the Madame X tour, I was like, they could put this on Broadway instead of BAM. They could have done like a limited Broadway run instead. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. David Byrne, it's to me, it's, you know, David <laughs> Byrne did American Utopia. I'd rather watch the girly show. I lo- I mean, no sure. offense to David Byrne. I liked his show too, but sure, sure, it was sure. nowhere near like this. You may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful so the albums that were leading up to this, we had yeah. Immaculate Collection, which which was new, was Justify My Love and Rescue Me. Then there was also the single This Used to Be My Playground and the album Erotica, which uh, you so you think Erotica is like your fave fave. I mean, it's definitely in the top few. For me, but uh, it means a lot to me. Yeah, Ray of Light's pretty high too. Uh, one of my one of my weird kind of favorite ones is something to remember just because i i I love the ballads i know it's just a compilation with a few new songs but i i love take a bow i love i love like i love all the ballad work she did once she trained her voice for evita i find all of that music Mm -hmm. really interesting so the new songs on that compilation album kind of you see them like sort of bridging the soundscape for ray of light like it's totally, like, totally. Mass, massive attack stuff in it. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Um, but I actually think also if you go back and just listen to Rescue Me, like, oh, that could be on Erotica. Like it is uh-huh. a real sort of like like signal yeah. where she's going, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And justify my love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all those things. My only thing I I just feel like Erotica is just a little bit too long. I feel like what happened was I feel to me this album was like when CDs were like the ultimate, like unit of an album and i think everyone's like oh you can do 80 minutes on a cd so let's do 80 minutes of music and i think if she had trimmed a few songs off of it, it so you didn't want like secret more... garden you didn't need secret garden <laughs> you didn't need secret garden didn't need did you do it right. you didn't need waiting you know what i mean and i also feel like rain we could move up a little earlier i think and then eric and i love joking about the up down suite 
Oh, of course. <laughs> Which was a B-side to what? It was a B-side to one of the singles. Rain, I think it was to I Express think. Yourself. Oh, was it Rain? Yeah. It, it was, was just literally up, yeah. down, up, up, For like up, 10 minutes, down, yeah. up, down, <laughs> up, up, up. It was experimental. Sure, sure, sure. I, I hear you about that, but yeah, I don't always think about the, I don't always think about the overall as an overall album. And in that sense, like Ray of Light is on a whole nother level. Sure. Also, I want to say shout out during the pandemic. Okay. I finally made my, I went through a period of not really liking Madonna. Don't tell her okay. if she listens in the early 2000s, actually. Okay. Um, and I was very dismissive of her around the time that American Life came out. And during the pandemic, I made myself listen to it, and now it's one of my favorite albums. It it's throws a good album. You. Yeah, oh, but you were into you were into music when the music album came out. Yes, I but like I, I never like I never really understood Confessions of the Dance Floor, and I know that the, I know I should take my game, take my gay card away from me. No, like, no, no. There's right. certain very iconic Madonna things that just don't quite click with me, but I really ended up like kind of falling in love with American life. And it was fun. Again, I love underdogs. I just told you I like underdog yeah. projects. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge <laughs> underdog album, obviously. How do you feel about the albums in between like MDNA and Rebel Heart? I always and... like like a few songs, but I couldn't I couldn't ever like really take them on as like, I don't know, it's just you hard for me. Them. You, you and I, we text each other every time. Eric, when one of these, oh, yeah. every time one of those albums came out, there was a back and forth about them. Sure. And and I always love moments. I know, you know, I always love moments. And I really like when Madam X came out. I was very committed. I'm like, I'm gonna commit myself to Madam X. Sure. And I did, and it uh -huh. was fine. And yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, there's, and I learned who Maluma is and my world is better for it. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> John, I remember you and I were texting each other a lot because she was like releasing. She, she did released, five like, so singles, singles that she did for Madame. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And each one was like, there were like three weeks apart. So there was like this huge like buildup to be like, the next single Crave is going to be coming out. <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, all right. Yeah. And every one of them had like a guest artist I'd never heard of. Yeah. But I love right, that. Yeah. I mean, you know. Sure. And then at midnight, I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then be like. There'd be uh, dark ballet and you'd be like, what? Yeah. Is she trying to do Bohemian <laughs> that's Rhapsody? Like, yes. That's, that's one of my favorite, favorite crazy <laughs> moments. Yeah, really. Okay, those are the albums. Okay. The videos were Justify My Love, This Used to Be My Playground, Erotica, Deeper and Deeper, Bad Girl Fever, and Rain. I rewatched them all today, and they're all really like the like it just you could just see like the evolution in her videos. Like these are all like this is gonna sound really cheesy, but they're like cinema. Like it's those all are really, yeah, those are really beautiful. beautifully shot, like great the erotic values. The erotica music videos are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Bad Girl and Rain, especially. They're just very glossy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, not to brag, but two of my college drama teachers are in the Bad Girl video. 
So really, yeah. that's a brag. I love it. I don't in- remember. I don't remember other people in it. Like well, I, Christopher I, Walken was one of my college graduates. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. No, like one of them is like a cop, and someone else is like a like a detective. I think they're like both cops or something. Like I that. love yeah. it. And they're both gay. Isn't that weird in a Madonna video? It doesn't sound like they were playing gay people, though. It sounds like they were playing. Oh, cops can't be gay. Oh, burn. People who live in Have you houses. seen the village people, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> This, this is like the the peak of Madonna. Like, I'm going to be a movie star, too. Absolutely. So she's got Body of Evidence, League of Their Own, Shadows and Fog, and Dangerous Game. I have seen League of Their Own multiple times, and I'm currently halfway through watching Body of Evidence. Today, I was like, oh, I might be able to watch it before the... Wait, you've never seen Body of I Evidence? I had never seen Body of Evidence before, and I've seen the first okay. hour of it. What, what, why, why, okay, first of all, I had the <laughs> biggest... <laughs> Willem Dafoe crush at that point in my Interesting. life. Interesting. Okay. So I was very on board with Madonna and Willem Dafoe All in right. a sex thriller. I was on board with that. Gotcha. So I definitely saw it in the theater and maybe more than once. And Eric, I feel like didn't we you and I, we, we definitely watched Body of Evidence <laughs> multiple yeah. times. And Ann Archer has a moment. And I think we saw it. We went we sure to does. see it at that theater that was on West, West 4th Street. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. It was it was a big release, John. What were you I doing that, that night? I don't know what I was doing that night. Probably rehearsing a play. <laughs> mm. I was in college. I mean, and then it came out on video, and it was a big you know it was a big blockbuster rental because the erotic okay. thrillers always did well at blockbuster. They did, even the flop ones, because they would do unrated versions. Well, uh, I would say this: being halfway through it, it is hilarious. Yeah, maybe it's probably not fair because like Joe Mantegna is like an actor on The Simpsons and he's one of the lawyers in this. But all of the courtroom scenes feel like they're from The Simpsons. Like they're just that absurd where like some will some will be like, I object. And the judge will be like, I'll give it to you this time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like someone says something about like she was into kinky stuff. And then like the whole courtroom is like murmur, murmur, murmur. And the judge is like. You keep your dirty mouths quiet. <laughs> what is this? I just listened to an interview from that time period of her talking about the movie, like the vision behind it and like why she was compelled to do it. And one of the things that I was impressed with, she, some one of the questions she get is like, somebody refers to it as her movie. And she's like, it's not my movie. It's the director's movie. I'm an actor in this movie. Like she's very like clear about a movie is a director's medium. Yeah, and like don't call it my movie. And then they also ask her like to pick the nude pictures from the. They were talking about the sex book, body of evidence, right? And the pictures like the Playboy penthouse pictures. And she was like, well, first of all, those I was a model in those pictures. That I was not the artist behind those pictures. I was just a model. Sex book is my vision. Body of evidence is the director's vision. They're all like very separate things. I thought it was mm-hmm. cool that she was like very clear about that and not being like, well, my movie. Right. The way she talked about it as like a like a piece of art that's about non judgment surrounding sexuality uh-huh. sounded really, really smart. And like, I was like, yeah, I want to see that movie. But then I remembered when you see the movie, it's not necessarily like what it feels like it's about. 
<laughs> right. I think, yeah, it's not a good movie. It's not Madonna's fault, but she also doesn't help. <laughs> I mean, that's, sort of the like case, that's the case often. I mean, <laughs> right. it is what yeah. it is. I, uh-huh. You know... Isn't there? It just popped in my head, Eric. But wasn't there a line we used to say about like? Yeah, I was just going to say like that. You like to watch animals make love. Frank? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wasn't it that? Is it have make you, love? Have you have you ever watched animals make love, Frank? And her voice goes through like like a bunch of different. It sounds like it's yeah. like put together from different Madonna words. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. Have you ever watched animals make love, Frank? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty effective. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen animals make love, Frank? It's intense. It's violent. We're not animals. Yes, we are. And the sex book was the other media. And of course, the sex book was the thing. Which I'm pretty sure is on one of these bookshelves in this room I'm in. <laughs> it's somewhere because... in my parents' house. I know that. But it has fallen apart. But it is all in a bag. Uh, yeah, it's right here. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I only because... I remember being very, I knew I made the right decision when I realized <laughs> Sam had the sex book, literally. Nice. Like, oh my God. I haven't like seen a that full in years. Version of the sex book. Uh, that's a good book. It's a good book. There's some really beautiful art in it. And it was just very successful, by the way. Oh, yeah. It was the one thing out of all those projects that was financially successful, although it caused like, a lot of negativity. Yeah, probably. But wasn't Erotica, Erotica, was her least successful album they said at the time, but it still was like not a flop. I mean, it was a case of. But like, what was the first single from Erotica? Was it Erotica? It was Erotica, yes. I believe. And yeah. then it, and then was it Bye Bye Baby? No, deeper and deeper. Deeper and deeper. Deeper and deeper. But and then... I remember Deeper and Deeper wasn't. I remember at the time thinking it was going to be a bigger hit than it was. I don't know. Maybe I, I do I feel remember like also it was a lot like of Deeper Deeper was not necessarily a radio hit, but it was getting played in bars and clubs, so it skewed my yeah my right. your sense of how, of how it was. Yeah, like I was like, oh yeah, this song's kind of like I hear it a lot, but it, not on the radio. I was it was playing it. where we were drinking, so <laughs> exactly. you assumed it was a hit. <laughs> yeah. It was playing at 88's happy hour. <laughs> G Lounge. G Lounge. It was definitely playing at G Lounge. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we get into the tour itself? Are we ready? I'm ready. Let's so ready. I'm born okay. ready. I'm okay. so into this. <laughs> okay. It's important. This is important work. I'm telling Very you. Very important work. Take this, this seriously. The- this is your, your podcast is peaking right now. I know you just <laughs> came off the Blonde Ambition Tour, which is obviously A-list. Sure, but sure. this is really important. We have to get it's into important. this. Okay. I don't want to back to back what Paul just said. I don't want to make it sound like I'm like, yeah, me too. So I'll wait till there's some distance between Paul talking okay. about his love of it. And once we all forget that, like, how much Paul. <laughs> then it'll be like, oh, Eric really championed the girly tour. Here's, here's an original point of view. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the girly show is superior to the Blind Ambition tour. Oh, okay. All right, well, let's get these. Me, Paul. Let's get these pesky facts out of the way. Then it yeah. ran ran from September 25th, 1993, to December 19th of 1993. It made 70 million dollars, and she did 57 performances in Europe, North America, South America, Asia, and Oceania. Thank you very much. Sure. It was directed by it was co-directed by Christopher Ciccone, her brother, and Jeff Hornaday, who had been she'd worked with before on her pre, some previous tours. Choreographer, a bunch of choreographers. This is a new trend now. She has a tons of choreographers. Donna and Nikki are back, thank goodness. Her dancers are Ungela Brockman, Christopher Childers, Michael Gregory, Carrie Ananaba, Jill Nicklaus, Ruth, I apologize, Ruth Inchow Stegui and Luca Tomasini and returning from the Blonde Ambition Tour, Carlton Wilborn. And the designs, all the fashion was by Dolce & Gabbana. So Eric, what is your uh, very interesting and unique take on the girly show? I think it's, I think it's my favorite tour. Interesting, okay. I just love it. I, I just think it's her best, I think she's at her peak. She has okay. a lot of peaks. She has a lot of peaks in her career, but I definitely right, right, think right. like, I think she just looks so beautiful and I love her hair and I love her jawline and mm. like her smile is so gorgeous in this. Like when- It just feels and, so genuine. Yeah, like I feel like she's having a blast. We know the kind of blueprint now from Blonde Ambition Tour of like, okay, it's this group of dancers, but instead of just all guy dancers now, it's like guys and girls. And it's super androgynous. Like the whole the whole thing has a very big androgynous feel. Yeah, it feels like I want to go to that party. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Well, Not I'll moment. I'll say this. When I first, I was so excited. So you know, I was a huge fan of the Blonde Ambition Tour. So excited to see this. And the first time I saw it, I was a little let down by it. And I think I was just like, it's not the Blonde Ambition Tour, which isn't fair. Wasn't fair. But that was my initial response. In watching it again over the years, I've definitely grown to love it and love parts of it. I do think what's interesting at this point for us, Eric, like watching it now, I think it starts slow. In that, like, I like it. I think I do prefer when she starts, like, when the first number's like, here's the whole gang. And then mm -hmm. she sort of scales back. And this one, you know, it's just erotica is just her. And it's just that one person coming down the the stripper pole. And then we have Fever, which is just her and two dancers. And so it's not until Vogue where it's like, here's everybody. So I feel right. like this one has a lot of great, wonderful stuff in it. But I feel like John, it starts John. slow. I think, I, you're I, think, I think you're forgetting this is theater. This is not <laughs> yes. a Madonna tour. Yeah, yeah. This is right. a theatrical. Yeah, she's doing Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. Right. I was, I was looking for <laughs> this, this is theater. This is, this is different. This is a different okay. genre. I get it. I get it. Well, Paul, so explain what you mean by that, because I don't like. Okay. Look, how about the fact that all the songs have soft endings and they all just kind of flow into each other? It's very. Uh -huh. I, I love the confidence of it there's such a strong visual style of it yeah. the the worlds that it's taking you in are very big they they are going out of their way the the blonde ambition tour is so satisfying because you're kind of seeing a lot of the music videos recreated in front of you in a way it, it, yeah. you know what i mean there's a lot of sort of very similar the visuals aren't necessarily surprising to to some of the videos that came before. There's, there's a lot of sort of uh, attempts Overlap, to, yeah. Yeah. to bring the party you know to the stage. Sure. This this one, they're going out of their way to reinvent everything. So although 
I don't think that that means that at the end of the day, the new version of everything is the best version of everything. Right. I appreciate the vision and I appreciate how bold that is. And I, I just think it's, I love how the songs just sort of like, they bleed into each other and, and they have very clear acts. There's very clear acts that's happening yeah. and they named them. I know she sort of named yes. them and, <laughs> and there's a lot of theater inspiration. There's, you know, cabaret and my fair lady. And yeah. there's a, there's a lot of strong visuals of, of things we actually know. And I think she was really trying to make a theater piece and there's just something different about it. I think she also was with the uh, Madame X tour. I think that there are certain tours that just have a different direction and I really appreciate it. I know. I think all that's great. And also reminded me what I learned and do, do you know who she originally wanted to direct this tour? What, wasn't Gene Kelly involved? It was Gene Kelly, and they worked apparently for a few days, he, and then she had to, well, she had to let him apparently go. he he was supposed to choreograph Rain, yeah, which is interesting because and apparently he didn't like the dancers. That's yeah. that's 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 what it says <laughs> on Wikipedia. How, how old was Gene Kelly at that point? I he must have been in his eighties. I would imagine. Yeah, but they yeah she said they watched a lot of movie musicals. I also in in the underneath all of this, I really sense. Her passion to prove a point. I think she's extremely, I think she looks fantastic, as Eric said. I yeah. think she really wanted to prove everybody wrong and show that she can do something and not just come out and sing her songs, but make an actual event and and surprise people and elevate it. And when you look at something like this now, 30 years later, I feel like we've gotten so spoiled by people's big concert tours and Definitely. and a lot of the things that were so bold and theatrical at the time i think that you know i think lady gaga has done a lot of it i think beyonce's done sure. a lot of it but but i think that the joy that madonna exudes in this tour is exciting and i also like to think that it was a great brother sister collaboration between her and Christopher, because apparently they were really close yeah. on this tour, and he was kind of running the ship from what I've heard. So I just, I, I think I like the idea of them sitting around watching Gene Kelly movies together and hatching up a Broadway style Madonna concert. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, then let's get to the numbers. So, yeah, so as you said, she breaks it down to a different section. The first section is Dominatrix, and it begins with Erotica. Which I think it's cool that it, she does, she literally comes out mm -hmm. and does like a well at first there's naked there's topless lady on the pole right, but then right. when Madonna comes out she does like a five minute like solo moment spinning right. and it's so cool I mean I know what you mean about like you love to see all the dancers and start with a party but right. I think it's so I think it's very creative and she looks amazing and she's moving incredibly and. The lighting is great. It's sexy, sexy AF. You know all that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a slur. She's like, is very stylized dancing, yeah. like mm -hmm, kind yeah. of posing and just moving and morphing rather than like, you, John. You're right. It's oh, what a beautiful morning, but it's oh, what a beautiful yeah. night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful midnight. Yes. Perfect. And then she does that like thing which I do often when I'm walking down any stairs if I have the time if I'm not in a hurry and I can walk down some stairs slowly I will in my head be like stop 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 last break stop stop because she like she takes off her glove and throws it down and it like 
sounds like breaking glass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she does fever. And the, when she starts singing fever, I'm like, oh, was she lip syncing erotica? Because suddenly, like, the the vocals sound very different. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think she probably was. But I also think erotica is one of those songs where it's such a, it feels very like through a, vo- like a computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, for that song, fine. Yeah. Save it. Save your voice. Just give us body now, Madonna. It <laughs> looks like Robin from Batman and Robin with that like cute little hair and that mask. She should have played Robin. It would have been a better movie. <laughs> Definitely. Sorry, Chris O'Donnell. I, this, I love this whole section. It's very sexy, and it just it is kind very of sexy. dominatrix. The whole concept of dominatrix is so boring to me. But I guess at the time <laughs> it was so exciting that she. I didn't really like when I rewatched it. I didn't think like she's a dominatrix. I just thought it was more like she's a stripper or like. And you know the. Uh-huh. It, oh, by the way, the very high. Uh, another thing that makes it theatrical is it uh-huh. has a very highbrow inspiration, which is that Edward Hopper painting. Yes. Which I didn't know until I was re- researching this. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's crazy that it's based on an Edward Hopper painting called Girly Show. Oh, I didn't of a know burlesque that. Da- of a topless yeah. burlesque dancer. Yeah, he gets residuals. Yeah. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> His yeah, estate. It, it's like yeah. every ticket sold. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tall redhead with very mm-hmm. cone breasts. You know, it's very. Um, yeah. So, do, do we think that the Edward Hopper estate is what's holding up the actual Broadway production of the Girly Show? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they won't give the rights. <laughs> and then it goes into Vogue, which I love this version of Vogue. Yeah, I do too. I think it's really fun. They've got yeah. the little like headdresses, and it's like they're like Bollywood. King and I very yeah. It's a Bollywood moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're kind of going all over the world in this concert. I mean, like, there's yeah. a lot of international flavor happening. And then we get rain, and I love rain. She never does rain, and it's a crime. This is honestly one of my favorite Madonna numbers, live mm-hmm. numbers out of all of the concert tours. This yeah. I, I have watched this number. In fact, I said that I watched the Girly Show eight times a week back in the '90s, but I definitely watched this number even more. Like I was obsessed, I, and I love the sister energy of the three of them of her, Nikki, and Donna. Very yeah, Wilson like, Phillips. Yes, oh, definitely. So Wilson Phillips, and she uh, sounds great, and it's and just she lovely. looks like China Phillips. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, this is like the first time she actually puts clothes on. Like she's wearing like little tight hot pants and a little tight bra, and then she puts on like a full like Earth Mother robe. Well, you yeah. know what? It kind of gives me energy. It gives me a little bit like like robe over bathing suit vibe like yeah. when she's you're like a little wet and you just put like a like a light robe and she's yeah. she's kind of wet with sweat and like it's dripping off her face and i and by the way i love the lighting when when here comes the sun oh, and the, yeah. the yellow light <laughs> that comes over i think it's i think it's beautiful and- 
know what? I love Gene Kelly, but thank God he didn't just choreograph a dance to this because this is my favorite moment. And what a what a what a nice arc of an act if it starts with oh what a beautiful midnight and then fever right. into Vogue and then rain which here comes the sun here the, comes the, the sun, new day yeah. and we've completed that. It's like a mini concert in and of itself. We completed Act One. <laughs> So then we get to Studio 54, and she enters from the from the from the heavens on a huge disco ball with a big blonde Afro wig, uh, with "Express Yourself." Iconic. That's an yeah. iconic visual. Pretty great. And also like such a super fun, like reimagining of "Express Yourself," like making it a disco, like it's a straight up disco song. I mean, I'm not a fan of boas, and there might be a few too many boas for me in this number. Uh, I do think that, yeah, when I was watching it, I was like thinking like, oh, those boas, and they're the like the little feathery boas. Yeah, the yeah. caribou so feathers, yeah. Sweaty that I was just like, oh, that feels uncomfortable. Like I wouldn't want to be sweaty and have that around my neck. Mo- if and you notice, most of them aren't having, they're like on their shoulders and like their hands. Like they're not really wearing them like you would a boa. And I agree that there are a lot, but I think when they had the wide shots in the video and you see all the different colors, that's where I'm like, oh, this, mm. I like it from a distance. It's, it's awesome. Whereas maybe in the midst of it, it might be overwhelming. It's, and it's a hippie disco energy. There's also a hippie energy to yeah, what's happening here. It's not just straight up um, 70s disco no, glam. It's, it's like a love child. Yes. Like right. summer of love disco mm-hmm. hybrid. Well, we're in act two, Studio 54, yeah. which is basically what act two also is, is her tribute to gays. It's the story of gay men. Act <laughs> yeah. two is the story of gay men. So yeah, carry on, John. Then what happens to us? <laughs> we, we just keep putting our dicks in each other's butts deeper and deeper. And deeper and deeper. Uh, <laughs> Put it in deeper. Thank you. Thank and you. deeper. Deeper? Yes. Can't help all it. Yeah. I mean, this is a natural, this is a natural progression, right? We're still in the disco. Still I mean, in the disco. Is... Yeah, but we're, we're kind of at the after party. Like we the Express mm. Yourself is like the main party. And then deeper and deeper is like now we're all like kind of fucked up. We're just doing like more and more coke. And we're just right. devolved into like Let's just turn off the lights and just like roll around. Well, she it's also like has that stage bit of like, oh, someone from the audience has jumped up on stage. But it's just one of the dancers. Oh, that bit. That, that by the way, that dancer, I forget his name, but I definitely thought about him a lot in 1993. <laughs> sure. He, he has a lot. He gets a lot of play. He has a lot of bits. Yeah. Yeah. 
throughout the con. I feel like in rehearsal, he was probably like coming he up with He made my daughter laugh the most, and she was like, all right, you do it. Yeah, there's a lot of him. But you know what? He's he's a visual. Yeah, he pretends to like be a crazed fan who like charges the stage yeah. and rips off his clothes. Do you think do you think it was weird for that group of dancers because the Blonde Ambition dancers became so famous? I mean, there was they still are famous. They're they're yeah. so iconic to us. And for me, timing with my like coming out around the same time, they were like my first kind of like gay role models, the Madonna yeah. dancers. Mm-hmm. And so it's it must have been weird to get cast in the next tour and almost wonder like are we going to get a documentary? Yeah. Are we going to like, and you know, it's interesting. They all shaved their heads, but they didn't get a documentary. I wonder if they did film. I'm sure. Cause the thing about, I imagine Madonna is like, there's, she's always being filmed. Like yeah. you could probably every six months could probably put together a feature length documentary on Madonna. Definitely. Like photo <laughs> shoots are her love language. Like if I you- watched an old MTV interview with her that she'd shot at the time of this concert where she says, I love this quote, you know, she's not always totally sophisticated with her language, which is what I love <laughs> sure. about her. She says <laughs> she that tries. the girly yeah. show, the girly show is the biggest undertaking she's ever undertaken. <laughs> um, it just makes me love her more. As an but, undertaker. But, <laughs> no one but has they, undertaken. They ask her. They ask her, like, is it weird to not have Alex Session back, you know, backstage shooting everything? And she said, oh, yeah, it's so nice to not. It's easier. We don't have to worry about the cameras. So they did not film it in, in, the, yeah. in that same way. So the they dancers got screwed. Fine. They just they yeah. just got to be dancers. Although Carrie Ann, what's her name, did well. Carrie Ann Anaba. She's and Jill Nicholas. Jill Nicholas, also one of the dancers. I have to because I'm a Broadway journalist, as you said, Eric. <laughs> Jill Nicholas ended up on Broadway. She did a Broadway musical. I think her dad's also like a famous golfer. Oh, really? Wait, she's she's Jack Nicholas's daughter? Mm -hmm. Shut up. I never knew that. Really? I never put that together. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that's true. That's crazy. (laughs) But I also believe that Madonna wrote Thief of Hearts to get mad at (laughs) it. You are a dubious source. Yeah. So, so deeper, deeper, then like it turns into like an orgy. And in the midst of that orgy, she starts singing the song, Why Is It So Hard to Love One Another? And watching it this time, that made me laugh. I was like, that takes some balls in the middle of an orgy to be like, why is it so hard to love? <laughs> This is where we have to really, you know, appreciate our, our our mother Maverick, Madonna, because she she spends a and I really thought about it watching this again. Mm-hmm. Is is this the first? You you guys might be able to answer this better than me. Is this the first time she really started talking about us gays in her live shows and in her in her outward art? Because. I mean, she definitely, I I know Truth or Dare was, 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 like I said, a big touchstone for me, but, but the, but she's, she sings, why is it so hard? Which is sort of like everyone should love each other. And then it goes Mm -hmm. into the next song we'll talk about. But like, I just feel like she's starting to 
spread that message in a bigger way. Am I wrong about that? I don't know. I know that when she did Blonde Ambition in New York, a lot of the tickets were like fundraisers and dedicated to Keith Haring, who had just died of AIDS. I feel like she was talking about AIDS in the 80s. Like, I don't think she was late. You know what I mean? But this might be the biggest or like the most sort of like this is officially part of it all the time. That she yeah, she it. definitely there's there's touches of so in the Who's That Girl tour she has uh, during Papa Don't Preach a video montage that we talked about on that episode mm-hmm. where it's like the sort of good and bad of the world and it ends with it just says safe sex really big which was I think at the time definitely talking to gay men the yeah. term safe sex like it was like well everyone should be having safe sex but really it was like don't die yeah. Like, do mm-hmm. it, just do it, like, do it safely. And then in Blonde Ambition, there's a part where they have this, like, sort of, like, hey, you, don't be silly, put a rubber on your will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's, I feel like she's talking to gay guys a lot from the stage. Yeah, um, but, but, but here, like, but here she's, like, raising her fist, and she's very emotional, yes, yeah. and it's a, it's a big, it's a moment. It's like a, you mm-hmm. know, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of emotion behind it i don't know and she it seems like and like i said this whole story of like discos leading to free sex leading to well why don't you talk about the next song john (laughs) well sure the next song is is about in this life why is it so hard ends and then she like talks about you know this next song that she's gonna sing was dedicated to two gay friends two guys that died of aids and it's just her standing there singing like she's the, the lyric is in this life i loved you most of all But she also gives that speech on the HBO concert about, you know, where she says, you know, if you either you know someone who's been affected by this or you will know someone. And yeah. I don't know. She, she There's like a whole thing there. It's not just a song. She's I, I, I don't know. I just think in 1993, look, we're, yeah. Beyonce still barely does it. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. and, and obviously Madonna always has done it. But I but I just yeah. think like when you look back and you see like, oh, there's a whole section of her show that fit this whole theme i don't know i thought it interesting and she says don't give up and you know yeah and i think also like her she was very very heavily influenced by gay men in her youth her dance teacher one of them who's one of the guys who she's singing about in this song like her her college dance teacher who drove her to the airport to go to new york and she credits with a lot of like instilling her sense of self as an artist in her and then all her friends who were dying talked about Keith Haring and and her brother's gay her brother on this that she's on this tour journey with Christopher Ciccone's gay so I think she's just always had gay men in her life and this is her being like these are real people and they're my friends and my loved ones and it's not abstract right I'm, I'm only bringing it I know like I said I know it's an obvious narrative with her but it, it just feels like in this specific concert it's it's a little heightened and it's one of the reasons why I love it
The act ends with The Beast Within, which is a remix of Justify My Love. Aren't they military? It's homoerotic, military yeah. themed. Isn't it yeah. that one? Okay. So it fits the theme. It, it closes yeah. out the act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the next act is Weinmar Cabaret. Thank you for saying that because I was wasn't sure how to pronounce it. I was like, is it Weinmar <laughs> or Weinmar? Oh, could be. I could be wrong. I'm Where's often the wrong. V Vein, Weinmar. Weinmar. Weinmar Cabaret. She's serving up some Marlena Dietrich realness with Like a Virgin. What do we think of this one? Like a virgin. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I love everything. So she's obviously doing it as Marlena Dietrich with an accent. Yep. It is Madonna being a little silly, but I think that it's it's a strong silly. I think it's great. I love the bandana. I love the, what is it? Like a bandana under yeah, she's a hat, like a right? top hat, yeah. Yeah, the top hat and the bandana. I love the look. Yeah, the bandana the bandana is tied like on top in a very sort of like Rosie the Riveter. -ish. And then yeah, and it ends up working for many things within this act. But this act is all over the place, by the way. It's not specific. It's not like all Marlena Dietrich. It it literally becomes a little bit of a hodgepodge. But no, I liked it. I thought it was like I said. Making the strong attempt to reinvent everything. I found it interesting. I like it. I just think it's too long. The song Like a Virgin. This her version of it, it's like real long. I'm like, we could well, it's slow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. But I was when we were talking about the Blonde Ambition tour, the first time she turns Like a Virgin into a ballad, I think I said that I like that she did it, but I'm not super happy with the precedent that it sets that like <laughs> this song gets slower and slower and slower as the tours progress. And this one is, I'm sort of like, yeah, we could we could speed that up or do it a little shorter or something. Once we get the point, I don't know that I need to like sit through the whole thing. <laughs> I would watch a two-hour Broadway <laughs> show of really her down as like this character. I would watch her do this character for a full show. It's very the MC from Cabaret, definitely. Yes. Is it? I mean, don't that? What's the clown show that she did during Tears of a Clown? Tears of a Clown. I feel like that has a lot. A lot of these is probably that. Uh, by yeah. the way, we failed to mention the important clown character oh, in true. the girly show which really <laughs> again bring makes it theater and ultimately uh -huh. this is a theatrical device that sure, pays sure. off huge in the end but there's like there's a <laughs> so there's a back. clown bouncing through this whole show uh-huh yeah 
Every time you turn and around, you don't know who it is. A clown with a, with a white mask. With a white mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, a Harlequin. A Harlequin. Is that the yeah, right? It was Harlequino. a. It was a. There were Harlequin. tears. Of, there were tears of a clown in the background when she was singing. Uh-huh. You know, in this life. I mean, you see this clown yeah. throughout. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out. No, no, because... no. Thank you. No. We and there's a circus know. theme throughout, and I love circus themes, and that's another reason why I love this. Like, <laughs> I just, I just, I mean, I tend to go a little more down the freak show row. Sure, more sure. Th- you know, so that. it's more like sideshow, not Barnum. But Fair. still, I love the visuals and the energy of circus. So that's another huge visual cue in this entire performance. Come look at the freaks. <laughs> Before they're antiques. <laughs> My favorite lyric ever. Are you kidding? It's the best lyric. <laughs> She goes from that to Donna and Nikki come join her for Bye Bye Baby. Oh. This is a fun little song. Oh, oh so, so good. good. It's very, it's for the ladies. It's for, yeah. it's for our queer lady friends, <laughs> this number. Our gender yeah. fluids, yeah. Yeah, they're like yeah, so like they're saying. they're all in like suits as if they're going you know like like tuxedos and the top hats and they all have that and they're it's if it's if they're like at a strip club and then three. I love it. Don't you love this song, John? I do like this song. Yeah, definitely. I love Bye Bye Baby. Do you think that? Do you think she actually made our queer sister friends, lady friends, happy with this? Do you think were there? Did it bring out the lesbian? You know, ninety. It was a '90s sexy lesbian moment. Do you think they appreciated it? I imagine many of them did, but I could also imagine a lot of sort of eye rolling or harumphing out of like she's just playing at lesbianism. She's not no. actually a lesbian. Right. I see that happening, but I don't yeah. remember any backlash. But didn't she also like? Uh, during this time of her life, she kind of like Ingrid Caceres was like her yes. friend and like maybe yeah. girlfriend. The, yeah, the, oh, she man. yeah she did have lady friends. She was like kind of dating her in Miami. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if like it was now if Madonna came out now if she would just say I'm queer. You know, I mean it's yeah. so interesting how pe- how artists navigate things differently now, but. I thought it was a little more binary. She definitely feel like she, like in the sex book also, like it's very like pictures with women and like kissing women and doing stuff. So yeah, I think she would be queer now. If Madonna was 26 right now, she would. Oh, she's queer as hell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's queer as hell. You can tell. Look at that clown. That clown is queer. (laughs) So yeah, it goes into... I'm going bananas. Oh, deep cut. All right, so in preparation for this episode, I, I watched the Down Under, and then I also just went on YouTube, found one of her doing Down Under in Japan, which I highly recommend watching, if for no other reason than for this moment. The music for I'm Going Bananas starts... And they lose their goddamn minds in a way that made me laugh so hard. They were like, yes! They were like, she's doing it! She's doing it! Like, they literally go crazy in a way that I laugh so hard at. That warms my heart. That warms my heart so much. They go crazier for this than when Vogue starts. It's 
nuts. I love they it. They were as crazy as I would if she sang more <laughs> by Stephen Sondheim. All right. But nothing's better than more, more, more. And then I think this version of La Isla Bonita that goes into from I'm Going Bananas is so good. It's, it's so good. It's funny, I had to look back and tr remind myself, you know, when Evita came in to play mm -hmm. with right. this, because m my memory of it, she didn't campaign for the role until a year after this, but my memory of it is that I already had her name sort of in my head. I, I, and you I, had cast I, her? I'm not convinced. I mean, obviously, the Evita movie was something that was often discussed among Broadway people forever. Of course. I remember at the time thinking she was auditioning with this concert. I really do. Oh, I, I remember when I watched it at the time thinking, oh, this is her Evita audition. I remember thinking that. And this <laughs> choreography is Ugh. right out of Buenos Aires. I mean... People hate doing self-tapes. Imagine having to do an entire <laughs> world tour to audition I mean, show. hey, you use what you got. But anyway, but it's very clear that she was ready to go down that path. Oh, I feel like my memory of her self-tape for Evita was the take a bow video. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just because of all the, the like- The matador. Yeah, the matador and like the, the the fashion of it was so much with like the little hat and the veil was very like that yeah. era of fashion. This was the, her open call. This is sure, yeah. got a call back. <laughs> her call back was take a bow. I'm telling you, the, uh, uh, her and Christopher, Christopher was like, we're doing this. We're going to get you that movie. <laughs> and then like a year went by and nobody uh, called her. So then she started campaigning. I'm telling you, uh, she put it out there. Yeah I, yeah. I feel like during this time period, it was still when they were talking about like Meryl Streep doing the Evita movie, which never. Right. Okay. Like, by the way, it never felt way, right to me, but that no. was like the name that was like, that was the name the that was bandied about she, a lot. Meryl Streep was absolutely up for it, but you just bringing up Meryl Streep. I had a moment at some point during this concert, when I watched it this time, Girly Show, where I thought, oh my god, I wish Madonna played Donna in the Mamma Mia movie. She would have oh, been, been good. She could have done, I don't know, yeah. I, I mean, she's 10 years younger than Meryl Streep, so I guess she could have done it at the same time that Meryl Streep did it, but I think she would have <laughs> been great. I'm just throwing it out there. Madonna as Mamma Mia movie would have been a thing. I don't know what number it was. It might have been Holiday. No, it wasn't Maybe. Holiday. Not in this one. It was some. It, it was like when she did. I don't know. Express yourself. One of the songs. I just thought like I could picture <laughs> her doing though, Mamma yeah. Mia. That's a good see idea. That she likes Abba. She does. So one of the things that this La Isla Bonita is specifically amazing about is like the harmony. Yeah. That I think it's definitely Nikki Harris, and I can't sing, so I can't do it. But like, <laughs> she's like. Liza 
the closing number before the encores is Holiday. Yeah, and they're all in big jackets. American flag. American flag is like the mm -hmm. the uh, the lining the inside of, it. of the yeah the jackets. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got a very military. Yeah. Yes, sir, Mrs. Sir. Yes, sir. It's just that in the midst. I I could have done without that. This went on too long for me watching it yeah. again. This this what's that called? What's that called? The call and What's that called? What's what is that? I don't know, it's like a drill a drill, drill sergeant, sergeant kind of thing. Yeah. My balls are singing from left to right. Yeah, it, 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 for some reason it wore me out this time. I was just like, yeah, okay, and I don't know. I think that, like it is interesting when you do something so like military forward like this. Now it just oh, reads right. different. It just Absolutely, reads different. Yeah. It just feels a little. I don't know. It just wasn't. It just went on too long. It went on too long. Yeah, it does go on long, but I do think that the company Jam has a, a good payoff because it went on so long. So you're like of that that school of thought of like, do the joke 27 times. It's funny the first three times and it's not funny from the fourth. Then it gets funny again. Then, yeah. <laughs> then it'll get not funny. And then it'll be the funniest thing you've ever heard. Yeah. Then the encores. The first one is Justify My Love. And it's this basically just a fashion show. Like it's a My Fair Lady fashion show is what it is. Yeah, it's fun. I, I actually didn't realize it was part of the encore act. Things got a little murky here. I was just kind of <laughs> like, where where are we in the visual story? Like it doesn't. It, it definitely feels like a num like it's its own thing. Like it, the, the, yes. all those costumes are so huge, and the care for them had, must have been so great. Like they yeah. each had to be right. in like gigantic boxes. Right, um, and you know, like the dancers walk off stage, and like five people like take them off of them, and they're like, you don't ever touch them ever again. Yeah, no, no smoking or eating, and you're just yeah. by my love of costumes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably saw it as a big visual sort of eleven o'clock moment, but it, but it's not as it's a song that's kind of a. Right. It also kind of reminds song. me of you know that mo and that number that's in the movie of the Wiz where they're just like, I wouldn't be seen. Yeah, green, and they're just sort of like doing. It's a totally that. Brand. Yeah, it's yeah. It's all. It all stems off the same inspiration, but it's cool. I liked it. I love that song. Okay, I don't know My Fair Lady that well, so when you said it's that exact scene, is there a fashion show in My Fair it's Lady? It's Ascot, what's it called? Ascot, Ascot Gavotte. Gavotte. It's when yeah, they're at it's, the, that horse races, so everyone's Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's the fancy... It's not the it's ball. It's all the, the snooty people that she has uh, to okay. she has to Impressed. pretend like she fits in. It's okay. that. That's the exact um, inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is also the first time we see Madonna in an eye patch. Yes, I noticed that. <laughs> Look at that. I put in that for Madame X. Yeah. Mm, Easter egg. Oh, she that was like the that's the long con. Like in 1993, I'm going to plant something that will pay off <laughs> in 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will be like, "Oh, yeah, I guess." 
Do you, if you remember, like when she puts it on, she's like, what does this remind you of? Anyone? Anyone? Zorro? Um, <laughs> uh, I think I actually, I just love this number though. I think it's so cool and beautiful. And again, like the sort of like remixing that they did of the song is really awesome. Justified, justified, baby. baby. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, all the songs had a, a fresh take for this one. They just did. And then strips it all down. Gets real. <laughs> Takes off all the pageantry. And nope. just like jean shorts and a, and a soccer jersey <laughs> over over a tank top. And I'm just going to give you like my let's let's play my first hit. One last one. Yeah, let's play my first single, <laughs> <laughs> which is everybody in case you don't know. This is this is fantastic. I mean, it's yeah. a fantastic finale. It's it's just adorable. The 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 dancers have so much chemistry. They have so much chemistry in this number that I wish they did have their own truth or there that I could go watch right now because Sorry. it's really fun. She's really interacting with all of them. It's just it's just great. I just really enjoyed all of that. I love all the chemistry and all the also like jeans like jean shorts and a white tank top i can't say it has a politically un, like something that at the time we called that we're not supposed to really say anymore i don't think anymore what those tank tops were called you know sure. what i'm saying i know no you can't saying. say that no they're tank tops marlon brando tank tops yeah. stanley kowalski tank tops when everybody when everybody was wearing the stanleys and the stanleys yes but it was like it was squared in new york like i feel like every, like all the gay guys were wearing that look heather colton like our friend, like those girls were all wearing <laughs> that gay it. guy, like, Heather Colton. Yeah. Yeah. Heather, like <laughs> this girl that Paul and I know, um, she's now a woman, but yeah, like that look was just like everywhere. So it was like, everybody is a star. I'm just one of a stars. We're just like you. We wear Stanley's <laughs> <laughs> underneath. We're all just at these double T's. <laughs> Nothing comes between me and my Stanley's. <laughs> now, did she did she, did she do everybody in? She does it every. She did it in every tour, right? She did it. In, everybody. No. That's one of the songs that she does. No, no, no. no. There's no tour the she's done every tour. show. This is actually the last time we see it. She it's hasn't like performed it seven. since Girly Show. Oh, we're gonna be hearing it this summer, boys. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, only are. done everybody twice. Oh, see, so it's special. So we really need to boost this one up. It, it's going to be in the in the celebration tour. That's the, that's exactly the kind of music she has to be doing. Yeah, and and <laughs> bye bye baby, <laughs> <laughs> and bananas. <laughs> So then numbers that we don't see again, any we hope to see in the Celebration Tour of those. Here are the numbers we don't see anymore. This is the last time we're going to see them. Rain, Bye Bye Baby, Fever, I'm Going Bananas, In This Life, Why Is It So Hard, and Everybody. 
Wow. I love Rain. I would love for her to do it, but I have a feeling she won't. I feel like everybody's the only song on that list that I feel like if you don't do this in the celebration tour, you are doing a disservice. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. And Wait, are you done? Are you done talking about the rundown of the show? Yeah, unless you have we more are. to talk. About. You well, we forgot did. to talk about the theatrical device, the yes, clown. Yes. You guys, it, this is what wouldn't help it win the Tony for best musical. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is this is the fact a that device. like when the clown comes out at the end, it's her. Yes, because the whole show ends, right. and then we hear the theme music, and the clown comes out, and it's doing its whole pantomime, right? Begging and whatever it's doing, its whole thing. And then you guys, it blew my mind, but it was Madonna. The whole the time. The whole time? How the is that possible? Time? Because sometimes Madonna was on stage Things with the with clown. The clown. <laughs> She's so talented. <laughs> I mean, this is like theater magic. Wait a minute. I mean, <laughs> what? Picture, picture like if you were five years old and you watched the whole girly show and that happened. This uh-huh. is magic. This is theater. Mind. This is theater magic. I just wanted to say I did not want to dismiss that device. And Madonna's yeah. the look on Madonna. And then I'm sorry. And then she says, doesn't she say everybody is a star? So that the whole theme of the girly show is that <laughs> everybody's a star. And even that clown that was just wandering through the whole show, kind of annoyingly the whole time. That's a star too. It's Madonna. Like you guys, this is there's levels here that you were dismissing. So do you think we were meant to think that we were the clown? Like we were just observing the show like the clown, but actually we can't like the power of Madonna is within us. We are all a star. Is that what you that's, said? That's one of the interpretations. Okay. <laughs> there are many. I'm telling you, this is gonna okay. be a whole cultural reckoning. People are okay. going to really there are gonna be classes about this concert tour. All right. So any other final closing thoughts about the tour? This tour. It's just real good. Yeah, I feel like I've been a little too over the top about it but it's just it's a big part of my life actually and it was a big part of my life and it continues to be and i love it and i'm surprised i feel like people just don't acknowledge it sometimes she only played three american cities right yeah she didn't want to at all at first because america was so shitty to her around erotica and the sex book and body evidence yeah Yeah. i think she was like i'm just not going to do my show very much there so I don't know if it just didn't make a big of as big of a splat. Like maybe just people weren't even aware that she was on tour when it happened. In a, unless you were like you know us. <laughs> like if you if you just maybe. lived in if you lived in Austin, Texas, there's no like Madonna tour that year. Yeah, she probably knew that she would get more. Uh, she would sell a lot of tickets internationally, and people would be kinder. And then the good word would just sort of float back to the U.S. But she, yeah. and then she would do it on HBO. And yeah, you know, the HBO event, event yeah. was an event. And then, it, and mm-hmm. she got, I think, she got like a Grammy nomination for the yeah, for like long form video or something, right, like that, for yeah. the concert. So you know, yeah. I mean, it was she proved her point. I also think looking back is that this might be one of the last tours of hers that isn't a lot of screens mm, yeah I, there's something simple about obviously all of her tours have amazing not visuals simple, but yeah yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean obviously you know that 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 became the thing that madonna does obviously big dance numbers and right. big costumes and big international culture you know she she's her shows take you to many different worlds Mm-hmm. But what I like about the girly show is that it feels like old school, more theatrical devices to take you there. And because it is a little simpler. And so I think as a 
Broadway journalist. That's <laughs> what that's what really appeals to me about it. All right, so okay. that brings us now to our number smackdown. So, Paul, I think Eric has warned you about this. So we're going through numbers that she's did on this tour that she's done on previous tours, and we're saying voting which one we think is the better version of that number because we want to come up with the definitive version, tour version of all of her numbers. And we have one that it is their final performance on this show. Let's start off with Holiday. So the current reigning champ right now is the Blonde Ambition Tour. So which do you think is better? Madonna's Holiday and Blonde Ambition or The Girly Show? I really took this seriously because I, because when I first heard we were doing this, I was like, The Girly Show is going to win everyone. And then, <laughs> and then I actually watched them and did it with a critical eye. And like I said, a lot of the Blonde Ambition ones are also in the running and those tend to be a little more iconic in the visuals. Okay. And more familiar in the visuals. But for this one, I actually went with Blonde Ambition. I stuck with the the classic Blonde Ambition. But again, I wasn't completely crazy about the military yeah. uh, take on Holiday on second, 30 year later viewing. <laughs> I would stick with Blonde Ambition. That would be my vote as well. I like the girly show one, but it does have that long, like if she didn't have that long section between, it might be more of a, more of a debate. But for me, it's Blonde Ambition. My gut is girly show. Interesting. Well, but I, I I can't, I can't like, I'm not gonna, I can't put up a fight because I'll lose, right? <laughs> We've already lost, but put up your fight. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change any minds. Like I'm, I'm not gonna, there's nothing that I can say that's gonna be like, you know what? You're right. I'm flipping my vote. No, but you could let people out there who also think girly show is better go, oh, my voice has been heard. That's true. If you if you also feel that Girly Show is the superior version, I see you. I believe you. <laughs> I but unfortunately, you. the votes are for the Blonde Ambition tour. I took the pressure of this. This is a big thing. You have to make the right choice. I mean, if you want, if if a young impressionable child wants to list. see, wants to learn about Holiday, and you, which one do you want them to watch? And I just felt like that Blonde Ambition one was a party. Yeah. It is, but like, I know it's military and that's weird now, but like, just like the march aspect of it paired with the sort yeah. of like those backup puzzles. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's so good. It kind of gives me chills. And then Company Jam, like I talked about yeah. before. <laughs> when I was watching The Girly Show, actually, there were many moments where I was like, Eric used to do this choreography, like <laughs> just like when we were out. There were like different numbers throughout where I was like, knew the choreography on your body. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you. I can't wait for you. When are you offering your uh, Madonna choreography Zoom class, Eric? It's in the works. Oh, great. It's soon. I have to get the rights from Edward Hopper's estate. Oh, they take a while. Yeah, there we're in we're having a lot a lot, lot of back and forth. <laughs> Mostly just back. I haven't as in I haven't heard back, but um. uh, okay, so next is Like a Virgin. Again, the current rating champ is the Blonde Ambition Tour. My vote is for the Blonde Ambition Tour. Yeah, me too. That's I that is beyond iconic. First of all, just for Jose and Luis, like they they need to be Jose and Luis need to be featured on a master playlist of the best Madonna concert numbers, but the the cone bra, Madonna on the yeah. bed, I mean, this is like- There's also like the first like hugely dramatic reinvention of one of her songs. Like it's sort of just like, yeah. like this is, I'm gonna be doing this a lot, get used to it. 
Yeah. If they do get that movie, the biopic, or what some version of it, whether it's like a an extent, you know, extended arc show on something, but the dramatization of the life of Madonna, I'm gonna be so obsessed with like who's playing Jose and Lewis. <laughs> and That's those characters, be some like fierce casting. Yeah, like I can't imagine like who's gonna play Tony Ward, and it, like is Tony <laughs> right. Ward like in? Does he have lines? Or is he just like in the background of some scenes? Is he the clown? <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna play Sean Penn? Who's gonna play Sean Penn? Who's gonna play Warren Beatty? Rosie O'Donnell? Come on. You know who could play Sean Penn? Rocco Ritchie. Well, that would oh be God. real weird. That would be Stop. real dark. <laughs> You're gonna crazy. play one of your, your mom's ex-husband. Not your dad. Not your dad's first husband. Wow. That's stunt casting, but I think that's... like Ooh. I mean, that's a great choice. It'll never happen, but what a great choice. Well, I yeah, when they start I they have to ju- they have to do it just so that I can get real excited about the casting. Alright, so our next song is Everybody. And the last the current reigning champ is from the Virgin Tour. So nope. between the Virgin girly Tour show. or the Girly, girly Show. Girly show, girly show, girly show. <laughs> I'm going girlish. I'll go. I will also go girlish. So you have to. It's it's uh it's real fun. We all agree that was easy. Denim, denim wins always. <laughs> Denims <laughs> and Marlins, Marlins and denim. Stanleys. 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 Oh. <laughs> okay, Stanleys. Marlins. I'm gonna call them Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> the next song is. La Isla Bonita, and so it's the girly show version competing with the Who's That Girl tour version, which if you go back and look at the Who's That Girl tour version, which Paul, I know you did, like choreographically, these numbers have a lot in common in terms of like how it starts and like the the one in the Who's That Girl tour, it's the dancer that's not Shabadoo, but hmm. it, there's a lot, of, a lot of similarity. What do you think is the superior version, Paul Wontorek? I'm going with the girly show. I love the choreography in it. It's hard for like the like a virgin tour to have much of a shot when you do this this kind of competition because sure. it was like her first outing, right? And well, this was from, from Who's, Who's That, that girl. girl. Oh, this is from Who's yeah. That Girl. Okay, I mean, but obviously, still stand your ground. Stand your ground. Well, I mean, tours get more sophisticated, right? And yeah. the skills get so a lot of times it's very easy to just look back on one of the early ones and be like, no, but it still hits it and, it, and it's charm. It's yeah. almost like charming to choose yeah. it. There's like a spirit, but, yeah. But for this one, I just I just thought that Lysa Bonita performance in the girly show was incredible. What do you what do y'all think? I agree uh, with you. I agree as well, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that's gonna happen for the for all of these. There's some coming up that I think is not as clear. All right. Well coming up next we have Vogue. The current Speaking reigning champion is from the Blonde Ambition Tour. Do we think Vogue is better than Blonde Ambition Tour or the Girly Show? I will say, I'll start saying, I'm kind of torn. I think in the Blonde Ambition Tour, it's great, but it's also like very straightforward. And with the Girly Show, I feel like, oh, they do something a little different with it. I like the sort of instrumentations that they do with it. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Paul? It felt important to preserve the original on this one. So I say Blonde Ambition. It feels okay. like something that needs to yeah i i appreciate the the reboot of the girly show but no i would say blonde ambition yeah i love i agree with you like i love everything they did with the reinvention of it and but like for actual a song called vogue 
the choreography is so voguing in the Blonde Ambition tour. (laughs) That's like kind of the video taken. And then to be like, well, now we're doing like this other kind of dancing with the same, with a little bit of Vogue. But I'd be like, it's Vogue. They're voguing. (laughs) Jose (laughs) and Lewis. It sort of be like doing the time war, but not the choreography of that they're telling you to do. Yeah. (laughs) Do the locomotion, but don't do. (laughs) But do the bus stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say Blonde Ambition. All right, so the winner is Blonde Ambition. And the next song. Final one. Oh, this is it. Okay. Express Yourself, current reigning champ, the Blonde Ambition tour. So the debut of that song on tour is also the current reigning champ. And very similar to the music video. Very similar to the music video. Kicks off the whole show in the Blonde Ambition tour. This one kicks off the second act and has a disco reimagining. It has a blonde afro on riding down a disco ball. This for me was probably the hardest one, but I actually am sticking with Blonde Ambition. Yeah, I agree. I think the Blonde Ambition one, it's so iconic. It's so like exciting. Like if I want to watch Express Yourself, I'm putting on the Blonde Ambition tour. I agree with you. I love the girly show one so much, but I'm going to just say how wet I got. <laughs> In Blonde Ambition, <laughs> when like when it Are starts. Are you saying wet? I'm just curious. I don't know because that's the only word that I can think of. It is that like my pussy just got wet. My teenage pussy just like started dripping. Like I was slipping around, huh. dripping, dripping. Huh. Those gears turning and like the guys coming out and being like, "Yes, it's the video." And then her coming up and dance and sing. Get, uh, uh, it's so good. Yeah, I. Yes, that's my final answer. All right. We agree. That was easy. Yeah. So Blonde Ambition. All right. So right now, so what are the results? For Holiday, we got Blonde Ambition. Like a Virgin, Blonde Ambition, Holding Strong. Everybody, Girly Show took it from uh, the Virgin Tour, Liza Bonita. The Girly Show took from Who's That Girl? And Blonde Ambition held on strong with Vogue and Express Yourself. Blonde Ambition still has the the most winning numbers in it. Yeah. Girly Show only has two. Right. But we have... Seven more tours to go. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, guys. <laughs> what are you going to do? So final thoughts. Any? Do you have any dreams or like hopes or fantasies for the celebration tour that you hope to see? Yeah, it doesn't even have to be numbers, but like, do you have any like sort of like conceptually you hope it is blank or not blank? I mean, Eric, Eric knows that my, my, my real fantasy would actually be a B-Sides tour, but I know that, like, I'm, she wants to sell a lot of tickets, uh-huh. but I, would, yeah. I want, like, Jimmy Jimmy. You don't Jimmy. think the up-down suite will? Oh, oh, yeah. Jimmy Jimmy, up-down suite, love makes the world go round. I want, like, you know. We've been talking, stuff. yeah, we've been talking about the B-Sides tour since at least 93. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and conceptualizing it. I also, like, when there was that moment after Ray of Light when she was going to do like a, a covers of her own songs called Veronica Electronica, where she was going to yeah. like reimagine earlier hits through okay. through this current production of Ray of Light. I would also like to see the Veronica Electronica tour. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah. And maybe Rocco can be involved because... He's an artist. He's going to, she's going to have like, I'm sure like paintings by him worked into the set. He's danced in some of her previous tours. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's going to be fun. I feel like all of her, not, not Lourdes and probably not Rocco, but I feel like all of her younger kids are going to be 
there and woven into the tour. Sure, that'd be fine. Like last time, but they weren't like last time they were. The kids were, weren't they? In Madame X? X? Yeah. And actually, yeah, I when so. I went to see it, Bam Lourdes was in the box seat with like all her like college friends. Fun. They're like all these like cool kids. I felt really not cool looking up at her, <laughs> but like I was like, oh my God, it's Lourdes. It was very exciting. <laughs> Because, again, another Broadway connection, Lourdes was conceived on the set of Evita, wasn't she? I don't know if she was on the set, but during. I love the Broadway. I need to bring in all the Broadway I can into this one conversation. That's that's another, that's, that's something I just want to make sure everybody knows. We've taken, I also yeah. want to make sure, well, final thought, I want to make sure that everybody knows that the only reason why Andrew Lloyd Webber and Stephen Sondheim have Oscars because of Madonna. That's true, too. Yeah. She gave yeah. birth so, to both of their Oscars. You know, she was the secret weapon there. So, mm. Lynn manuel Miranda, if you really want to do your EGOT thing, call Madonna. Yeah. Oh, they don't like each other. What? You're just dropping some gossip at the very end <laughs> no. of this thief of, thief, of, thief of Hearts no, is about Lynn had... manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a hammer, Lynn manuel Miranda. If I had a Lynn manuel Miranda. <laughs> I would bash your fucking head in. Wait, what's the Madonna Linda Mo Miranda story? She apparently went to see Hamilton and was on her phone the whole time. And like oh, you right. could tell from the on stage, she asked to go backstage and they said no, he wouldn't let her backstage. I see I block these stories, but I do sure. remember now that you say it. I mean, who knows it's true? I'm I'm more susceptible to these kind of showbiz stories. So who knows? Wow. Well, her loss, his loss, his loss. Our loss. Mm-hmm. Our loss. Oh, you know what? Yes, our loss. So then, Absolutely. one final question: Who would you cast Madonna as in Grand Hotel? <laughs> she's Krasinskaya. <laughs> she is at this point. Yes, definitely. Yes, <laughs> she's the fading ballerina. <laughs> no encore. Uh, uh, although, although, I guess she could play Karen Aker's lesbian confidant role very easily. No, she's no one's confidant. You don't tell Madonna anything that you want to keep secret. Yeah, you know we also don't say to Madonna, "Oh, could you fix these shoes for me?" She's not doing that's not happening. Right, and also Krasinskaya is a leading role, not a feature. You're right. (laughs) For Madonna, information is a commodity, and she loves to use it against you. Yeah. I bet we could get Madonna. I bet Madonna would love the Greta Garbo connection. I bet maybe we could work. Maybe we can make this happen. Okay. That's what we're gonna work on. I don't know. (laughs) If only they hadn't just done it at encores. But I guess if yeah. Madonna wanted to do it, they'd do it again. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Sure. Why not? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. Hey, City Center, it's Madonna. I'm <laughs> thinking like I want to do Grand Hotel. I have an audition for a movie that's coming out in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think Billy Porter would probably get it moving quicker. <laughs> Billy Porter as Krasinskaya. Well, thank you so much for letting me insert you. my this Broadway. Been, we did the important work, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you including me. This is, again, something I love talking about, and it was really fun to revisit it. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't imagine discussing Madonna's career without having you weigh in because of our past. Because of our... how many hours we've <laughs> spent talking about Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's crazy. And like, yeah, so many of the albums, like I feel like music, bedtime story, ray of light. Like I have definitely so many Mm. Paul memories surrounding those. Do you remember my, my mother Maverick homemade 
dance mix CD I made. Remember when yes. I used to burn? I made my yes. own and I called it Mother Maverick and I designed it. <laughs> yeah, you and it had, the, it had a red cover. It had. Like I, well, I, I used the geisha, the geisha yeah. photos of her for the artwork and I made a whole, it was called Mother Maverick. It was all her dance mixes. They weren't original mixes, John, you look really impressed. I, I just was, took, I, was I, took yeah. I took my favorite of her dance remixes <laughs> and made a compilation CD oh, for my nice. friends. Cultivated yeah. a playlist, yeah. You yeah. also gave, made me a copy of the music album from, I think we probably, this isn't like cool <laughs> stuff to do, but I think you gave, like there was music was like leaked on the internet or you got the CD and then burned a copy of it for me. So you had like um, a week Napster days, like Napster days. <laughs> yeah. And there was also like, she, there's a recording of her that was on the internet, like talking about the song and you put it at the beginning of the album. Do you remember that? Yeah, but what about when when I when I got my hands on the Avita demo with her singing it? Remember that? No. Yeah. Do we I literally had a recording of her like singing like a scratch version. It must have been like maybe what they used on location or something. I don't even remember how I got it. But yeah, we know we heard we heard Avita earlier just forgetting. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. You locked it out out of self-protection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't anyway. comprehend it. I love you. Thank you for doing this. This is so it's great, the, Paul. Is there anything the you want to plug, promote, or shill or anything before we uh, end? Oh up? my God! Well, just follow me on on the Instagram, and you know, I love celebrating Broadway, and so <laughs> it's fun making reels and being a fifty year old pretending like I'm a twenty year old. I'm having a good Perfect. time. Are you also yeah. on TikTok? I'm on the TikTok until it gets banned. It's still there. Yeah. Paul Wontorek, easy to find. Paul Wontorek, <laughs> W-O-N-T-O-R-E-K. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Yay. Thank you for doing the good work. Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions or just want to reach out to us, you can reach us at thecelebrationcelebration at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram account at the Celebration Celebration. Special thanks to Dynamo for our artwork. And if you could do us a lovely favor and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, it really helps people find the show and we appreciate it. And when you're re reviewing us, just remember, we're not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on us. <laughs>